You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Welcome back once again. We're back for episode two. And unfortunately, tonight we don't have our fellow companion here with us, Lee Shackelford. Uh, he has been lost in time today, but um, <laughs> I'm sure he'll be back with us soon. Uh, he's probably hanging out over there in the Cultum Collective or maybe with the pot shop people without me. So I'm probably getting a little jealous here. So. Uh, wherever Lee is, uh, I'm sure he's doing well, and if you know, we wish him well regardless. So he'll be with us soon, probably for hopefully for next episode. And in the meantime, I've got the other part of the discussing who with me. I'll turn it over to you and let you introduce yourself. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Clarence. It's good to be back for a second episode. And um, yeah, we're here to talk some 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 comics. Uh, sci-fi uh anything we like really um discussing who which we're kind of just um the question is who will we be, be discussing and it'll always be different and uh, hopefully we'll have something interesting for you uh to hear yeah that's you know when people look at the name and see the discussing seeing the who knowing you know the two of the pod shot people are on it <laughs> you're going to assume that we're talking about doctor who but you know that's where the question mark comes in is we're not going to limit to just talking about doctor who even though i have a feeling all three of us could talk about uh, doctor who all day but um we wanted to go a little bit further and go into science fiction like clarence said go into comics and you know whatever else comes up so uh today we're going to be focusing a little bit on a particular DC character. She was introduced back, and I should have done my research before now, but I do believe she was introduced back in the 1950s, and she is the cousin of Superman. And by now, you should have guessed we're talking about Supergirl. Oh, yes, and um, this this has been a very interesting show. Um, you know, I've, I've been burned in the past, Um I was a huge Smallville fan. Uh, what is it? Was it 15 years ago when it came out? Yeah, don't make me feel old. <laughs> oh, it makes me feel old as well. But, you know, I, I, was, I was a huge fan of that show. And ultimately, I think it kind of let me down in the end. You know, I think there were contractual obligations where we never saw the uh, uh, the Superman suit in the, in the series. Um, and it was more of a... Um, villain by week type type format, which is okay. You know, we got to see a lot of the 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 Clark Kent side of things and I, I, I liked it. But, you know, by the end it seemed like it, it it you know, ten seasons you will start to drag a little bit. Right. And you know, and let me clarify for everybody listening, we're talking tonight or today or whenever you're listening to it, 
You may be listening to it in the afternoon, but whenever you're listening to us, we're talking about the CBS Supergirl TV show. Now, of course, some of the Supergirl elements from the comics are going to flow into this discussion. Uh, Speaking of, there is not a Supergirl comic out right now, um, which I think that's going to tie into something that's going on at DC right now. But, um, you know, we don't have a Supergirl comic, but we do have a Supergirl TV show. So uh, that's what we're focusing on for this particular episode. And and uh, can you tell us why there isn't a Supergirl coming right now? Was that part of, I, I know a few years back we had the New 52 and, and things like that going on, and, and they've even rebranded again after that. So why don't we have a Supergirl coming right now? Well, uh, for me personally, I think it was due to low ratings. The Supergirl of New 52 was drastically different from the Supergirl who existed pre-252, I mean, New 52. And for those of you who might not be aware of what New 52 was, back in 2011, DC rebranded, renumbered, started everything over from zero one, you know, first issues for the entire line. And when they did that, they also started many of the characters' origins over again. The Supergirl, who was part of this new DC universe, did not have the same demeanor as, well, I've come to Earth and I'm here to save the day. This Supergirl was more of, I lived on Krypton for X number of years and you you people are aliens to me. She was very standoffish, offish, excuse me. She was very uh, cold, in my opinion, and... Um, not immediately, well, here's Superman, I'm going to do the same that he's going to do. So um, I uh, was subscribing to the book, dropped it, because it just you know, wasn't my cup of tea. So that might be why, but I think it's going to tie into um, something that's coming in the summer of this year that's going to be happening in D.C. that's going to perhaps tie into where she's been or why she's not around now. Um, so, so you look at things. We we fast forward from from that till today, and we have Supergirl on CBS um, with, with a television show. And it's kind of funny because it seems like over the last few years, Marvel has pretty much owned the movie movie sphere of, of, of um, with their uh, MCU, and and now we have kind of DC kind of owning the, the the television space. They have a lot of really, really good shows, highly rated shows on right now. And although I'm not into most of them, they're really kind of taking that space and owning it. Well, uh, you know, what's happening with the crossover between Supergirl and Flash that's supposed to be upcoming, honestly, I did not expect to even happen. I mean, you've got the CW and you have the, um, you know, CBS crossing characters over, which, you know, happens once in a blue moon. I mean, I understand that they're on two different days, et cetera, and so forth. But, um, yeah, I agree. Marvel, you know, Marvel seems to have dominated, just like you said, but in their TV universe, yes, you had Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. crossing over with the Avengers and especially Captain America. But, you know, they've gone out of their way to say, 
that Daredevil and that group of characters is not going to interact with the movie version. So, oh, real? Is that is that the uh, directive? I haven't the, haven't really heard that. Yeah, I read that. Now, I, I let's take that on speculation. It, something could have changed, but yes, yeah. I did read that. Well, well, while they won't, while we probably won't see the characters cross over, I will say at least in Daredevil, not so much in uh, uh, Jessica Jones. You do see nuggets of the MCU in that show where they talk about certain things that happen in New York. It makes true, it, true. Know, very short, but you know, kind of just a, a nugget at the people who are watching the, the Netflix branded shows. Yeah, good point. Good point. But back to DC, uh, you know, Supergirl, this version of Supergirl, I'll be honest with you, when I, when I watched the first episode, I really didn't expect going into it for it to last past three episodes. Uh, nothing, <laughs> you know, nothing wrong. I mean, I actually enjoyed the first episode, but this is Supergirl. It's on CBS. CBS is not generally your comic book, you know, uh, it's coming on Monday at uh, 7 p.m. Back to, I mean, back to back with, to yeah, and back to back with um, Gotham as well. So you know, you add those two together, and with Gotham having such a strong uh, first season, I expected them to basically smother out Supergirl, and actually, it, it's somewhat the opposite's happened. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I totally agree because. I I started with Gotham as well and thought it was going to be really strong, but I kind of just, for no good reason, kind of just fell off of the series. And, you know, it, it it's not bad, but to me it's not great. Uh, so I've kind of, like, just latched on to Supergirl. It really, really, I think the main point of me latching on to this series is this is a character I don't know anything about. I mean, we had a movie, what was it, in the 80s? There, right. there was a movie, but... I don't know anything about this character, so I'm getting you're getting all types of, of, of things or nuggets about this background. You know her relationship with her uh, cousin and things like that. You know, I, I just knew nothing about this character, so for me, it's been pretty good. You know, I don't know how closely it ties in with what we know from the comic books. Maybe you can speak to that, but I've I've enjoyed it. You know, all right. Well, let, well, I'll, before I answer your question, let me ask you a question. With Supergirl, based on what you've watched, considering the fact that you didn't know much about the character, one minute, tell me, who is Supergirl? She is Kal-El's cousin from Krypton, who, what's the name of the city they're in? Um, Um, I think Central City there, or maybe... You know, our national city or something. Yeah, she well, she's the defender of of that city. She she she's basically the Superman equivalent of of uh of the city city she's in. So I mean, I as far as her being as far as the comparison from her to Superman, I think it's kind of seeing the same looking in the mirror at her origin story versus his, but of course she's a girl and she has a lot different problems than Superman would have had. All right. So let me ask you this, based on what you figured out or what you've seen or what you've read, were they both, they were, they, they were not babies or he was a baby. She was a teenager, right? Yes. Yes. Or it looked like 11 to 12 or something like that in that range. All right. So, um, and that's pretty much, in line with uh, the comics and the original 
version of her origin, Supergirl was actually, you know, her ship crash landed to Earth just like his did. She was a teenager as a, instead of a baby. Um, originally, she was put in an orphanage by him to protect her. Now, again, this is the 50s, 60s, so it doesn't make sense in today's society. Why would he take her to an orphanage? Why not just take her home with him? Um, you know, but he puts her in an orphanage. That's where the Linda, I think it was Linda Lee at the time, was the name that she took. She wore a brown wig and became, you know, Supergirl, had the adventures and et cetera and so forth. Um, the next well, version, go ahead. I was just going to ask, uh, was the origin of her getting there later still like the Phantom Zone kind of causing no, her? No, it wasn't the Phantom Zone. I think it there was something it took her longer to get there i'm not i can't remember exactly why she didn't get there in time it may have been the phantom zone there's been so many versions of supergirl's origin i mean at one point she was an earthbound angel uh at one point so <laughs> she was a, a protoplasmic creature at one point so there's um you know so many origins for supergirl that uh you know it's very easy to get DC origins confused. Certainly, and, uh, and 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 then we get all types of nuggets from the different parts of of the DC universe in in the show. Um, you have a black Jimmy Olsen, which is funny to me. <laughs> and you have uh, the Martian Manhunter as well in the series. So th- there's all kind of nuggets in there to to latch on to that. Uh, even if you don't know anything about Supergirl, can can kind of tie you in. We even saw Kal El in the episode, which was uh, was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the you know you did recognize. Did you see the episode where they had the mother or her adopted mother, and uh, you saw the father? I think in the first episode, you yes. recognized them. Yeah, certainly the father is the the Superman from the Lois and Clark years. I loved that show back in the late nineties. <laughs> and um, the the wasn't the mother super the Supergirl from the eighties show correct. movie. She, right, she is uh, Helen Slater from the uh, movies. Correct. And now the entire storyline with the sister, the adoptive sister, that's new. Um, that's that's something that's never occurred in the actual comics. Is the DEO a real thing? Yeah, the, the, that is just like Star Labs is is real. Yeah, that's that's real. Um, the Martian Manhunter has had many identities over the years, so that's similar to um, you know one of his personalities or his covers or identities or however you want to call it. So yeah, he's had several different um, IDs over the years. Now, I will say it's a bit surprising to see him in a television show because isn't he a part of the Justice League? He he was originally back in the 60s, but in the new 52, he's been replaced by Cyborg. Ah, okay, okay, okay. So, But, but go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, do you think they will... Well, you kind of hinted at it earlier. Are they going to completely keep this universe? You know, we have we have like a DC television universe. You want to keep Lee, uh, I'm sorry, completely keep it separate from the movies mm. and not kind of do any tie-ins or anything like that. I don't really think they can, can they? 
because uh, the 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 mood of the movies is just so different to me. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I wouldn't think they'd be, be able to even do it with the on the on the Marvel side, but it seemed like they've been able to kind of weave it in there to where it makes a little bit of sense. Well, see, I think, and see, it's you know, it's interesting um, looking back. You know, Marvel has their issues with Fox owning part of their staple of characters or stable of characters, excuse me. And then on this side, you know, DC is owned by Warner Brothers, so they don't have that issue. But they've not done, in my opinion, a very good job of creating this singular universe like the way they did with Iron Man leading into, what was it, Hulk, that led into um, Thor with all... uh, Phil Coulson and every single one of them, yeah. you know, that was, that was very smart to do. Well, I mean, you got to think of it too. Like it wasn't really proven that you could make that work, you know, a few years ago. So, well, it's what been probably eight years, six or eight years now. <laughs> I mean, Marvel has certainly proved that that can work. And, and, and on top of that, you have DC going through a big transition period which they're just now starting to lay the groundwork to their, where they can build on something for the future. You know, you had the uh, uh, Christ, uh, Christian Bale Batman, which, um, which, which is very popular. And in no way, I mean, that was a cash cow. No way they're going to do anything to interrupt that, even though, you know, you have Marvel over here starting something great that could last for a really long time. So, I mean, now they've kind of rebooted things. We have, have uh, Ben Affleck coming on as Batman, and you have uh, uh, we had a Superman movie a few years ago. So they, they're laying the groundwork to build their universe as well. And, and, and maybe since they've had the advantage of seeing Marvel doing it, do it, they can do something that's really great. At least that's what I'm hoping. All right. So, so let's go back to Supergirl for a second. Um, so what do you see as long-term plans for Supergirl? Because in a way, what's happening right now is that um, villain of the week to some degree. So what do you see as long-term story? Uh, You you know what? That's going to be a hard funk to get out of, to to be quite honest. Because, I mean, it's just the first season, and we've already seen uh, other Kryptonians... And, uh, and things like that. So taking it to another level, I think for them will be hard. Um, I'm, I'm really interested to see what they do in the second season because they've kind of pulled all the stops and, and that was necessary because this is a character people don't know. So they have to keep it. They, they can't allow there to be a lot of lull in the story. They have to keep it exciting each episode, which they've kind of done the villain of the week thing. But to me, they've, they've, kind of done a lot of all of what they could do. I again, me not knowing the backstory of Supergirl, that could be a lot a plethora of things in the background that I just have no idea. And <laughs> and see there. and see what's so what's so sad in a way for the character because of what I was saying earlier about there have been so many retellings or revising or reversioning or however you want to put it of Supergirl there's not that much meat to her story because um, 
you know, I, I, uh, back in a, uh, 85 when they did Crisis, uh, the original Crisis on Infinite Earths, um, DC decided that Superman needed to be the lone surviving Kryptonian. And during Crisis, the, the original Supergirl died. And when that happened, with, uh, without having a Supergirl, uh, Kara Zor-El, uh, was dead, gone, kaput. So what you went from about 86 to about 88 before they decided, oh, well, hey, we need a Supergirl. That's, you know, let's merchandise or let's create a Supergirl. And that's where you came in with a protoplasmic entity that was idolizing Superman and took on a female appearance and became Supergirl. And then, you know, you, you right, exactly. So um, it was almost 15, I think it was about 15 years before they actually um, reintroduced Kara Zor-El proper back into um, the DC universe. And let's not even get started on Power Girl. <laughs> uh, well, let me ask you this. Uh, I haven't watched Flash or um, uh, Green Arrow. How many episodes a season are those? Uh, a series. I'm going to speculate that they're about 20, you know, about the same as the normal, you know, U.S. Um, number of episodes. I have not watched uh, Arrow. The only thing that I've watched on Arrow is when Flash has uh, crossed Star over. Okay. Yeah. That, that being said, I think Supergirl could have done so much more with a, a AMC-like 10 episode, 12 episode series, you know, to me, and I even have this problem with uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., to be quite honest. To me, the stretching of stretching it out to 20, 22 episodes kind of thins out the quality of the episodes. And it also thins out the budget. So, I mean, they've done impressive things in Supergirl to to um, to get around the budget or, or even just the things they've shown have been OK for a budget of a show that's like 20 episodes. But the way that shows on Netflix and, and things like or Amazon can can get around that that super big having a super big budget is by having a tighter season. So that being said. To me, a 10 episode, 10, 12 episode season could have greatly benefited this show. And yes. then like, and on top yeah, of I the agree. fact that you just said there's not that much material <laughs> for Supergirl, and, and someone may write in and prove us wrong on that. True, true. So, so uh, if you were to do a 10 or 12 episode season, how would you do it? I think the only thing I would really change, I would have like a strong, consistent storyline throughout the the length of all the episodes. I mean, like like we just mentioned before, it's been more of a monster by week type of thing. But you know, again, in in the in the the way television now is now with with binge watching and so forth, you know, having a consistent, tight series allowed for a, uh, a, a arc that goes through the entire uh, range of episodes. So that's that's the way I would change it, you know, which that that might not be what you want for a show that's on CBS. So I, get, I think we have to say that. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely agree. You know, your 10 or 12 episodes, and if anybody hears noise in the background, I currently live by a train track. So um, 
We've got a Mummy on the Orient Express uh, heading through right beside me. But, um, yeah, I agree. You know, you're, they do their 22 episodes for a reason. A lot of that has to do with that's just how the United States uh, broadcast has always been. You know, we've not done the traditional 12 and 13 only um, that they do in Britain, so... Yeah, and, and and overall, I'll just say that, you know, the show is mostly lighthearted, but, you know, I've, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. Um, uh, what was the name of the, the, the technology company? Cybertech? Cyber- yeah, I think so. Uh, Maxwell Lord, uh, who actually led a version or was like a financial backer or advisor to the version of the uh, Justice League that was right after Crisis. So oh, he actually cool. he actually became a villain um, and was murdered, well, not murdered. He had taken control of Superman and was going to have Superman maybe kill Batman, I can't remember, but wow. Wonder, Wonder Woman broke his neck to prevent him from making Superman do whatever it was that he was going to have Superman do. And that... Li- in part, led into the 2005 Infinite Crisis. Oh, well, he has a pretty big role then. Yeah. I mean, uh, even we, we had, what, Bizarro or Bizarro Girl? I don't know what they call her. Bizarro Supergirl. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, that that was cool. I really didn't expect that, you know, but... Now, one thing, I, I'll tell you one thing I do like and one thing I don't like, and I'll start with the negative first. I don't like using Martian Manhunter as a scapegoat to, to explain how Supergirl and Kara can be in the same place at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 kind of getting around, if we just think about Superman, one of Superman's age-old questions of, how come you can't just know that's Clark? You know, <laughs> the, the right. class, you know, and they some may call it clever, but yeah, it does seem like a huge scapegoat to to just you know whenever she's needed in two places, it's just pop, let's pop the Martian Manhunter up and, and pretend he's Kara. You know, <laughs> now on, on the flip side, what I really liked was Cat uh, Grant, uh, played by Calista Flockhart, of course of Ally McBeal fame and then went on to be in Brothers and Sisters. So um, I really like her character. What do you think of her? Yeah, I, I, I didn't really watch Ally McBeal, so I don't know much about her. But she seems like, you know, the type of character. She plays the character well, I'll say it like that. You know, I, yeah. I really enjoy her. I think it, I think she's great. She fits in. You know, her her and Kara's interactions, I think, <laughs> are kind of what makes the show in a lot of ways. And and then, like, you know, the, I mentioned it before, the addition of Jimmy Olsen. And the other tech guy, I can't remember his name. Yeah, the toy, the toy man's uh, son. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> so yeah. you know, you know, it's like what you said. There's a lot of you know bits and pieces that they put in there. I think what they could have done this season was to left out her the whole story with her aunt being you know escaping from the Phantom Zone and having the other Kryptonians. You, you know, you really. Needed to have one right. You you needed really just one bad, overarching bad guy. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really think they could have took the whole Bizarro story and kind of stretched it out a little bit and made that the main arc. But again, you have the problem of 20 episodes where you have to find something else. And I think if they would have just held off on the whole Kryptonian thing to next season, it could have made for a really, really great next season, you know. But, I mean, it seems like they pulled all the cards out so far. But, again, I'll be surprised at what they come up with uh, uh, next time. You know, something tells me that no one really banked on it doing well. You know, I think that's why they put all their, as you said, put all their cards on the table was they didn't expect for it to do well. You know, it got greenlit, but I don't think anyone, myself included, like I said at the very beginning, I didn't expect for it to last, you know, three, six, however many episodes. I didn't expect it to be, you know, beating if I'm not mistaken, Gotham in the ratings. And it's true. It seemed like the announcement and even, you know, the how soon the first episode came out was like all of a sudden. I'm, I guess maybe if you were following that closely, you could have, you wouldn't know about it, but it seemed like it was, it came out of the blue. Uh, yeah. One, one advantage of it doing so well though, is maybe we'll get a second season with a, a tremendously better budget and maybe, a lot more that will draw people in. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, exactly what you just said, the more, um, you know, the more money that they can get out of it, the more money they're going to put into to into it. <laughs> yeah. So funny. An article came out uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, Tom Willing, the guy that played uh, Clark in Smallville. <laughs> See, he said he would love to come on for an episode. He's not ruling it out, you know. <laughs> he said nobody's called him, but he'd go. He'd do it if they, he was asked. See, I, if they were smart, I, that's who I would have liked to have seen playing Superman in the movies. Yeah, I, I think the guy that they got was is a good find, but yeah, it seemed like the opportunity was ripe. And again, we mentioned it. It's before the whole MCU thing, so that hadn't been established, but. If you look back, the time was ripe to make him the next Superman, you know. And I think at that time we got the um, Brian, what's Brian the, Singer, yeah. yeah, yeah his, and his guy is in, uh, you know, he plays the Atom, which is uh, one of my least favorite parts of Legends of Tomorrow. Which, by the way, is another he's episode. He's a regular on this show. Yeah, he's he's, wow, he's a regular. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> and yeah, um, so yeah, I'm I'm stick with the series. Like again, I'm I'm waiting for the second season, and and hopefully we have a great finale. You know, I guess they're what twelve, thirteen episodes in so far. I think maybe. so. Yeah. yeah. So so it'd be interesting to see how they actually finish things off. Well, you know, I doubt this would ever happen because uh, they would have to get someone that looked enough like her, but that didn't quite look like her. But I would like to see an episode, and maybe this this would be a good cliffhanger, but like I said, they won't probably never do it. I would love to see Supergirl meet Power Girl. Oh, that would be interesting. <laughs> so so real quick, I know, you know, I know uh, our time is almost up, and, you know, we've, we've been going on and on about um, Supergirl, but do you want to know about Power Girl real quick? Yeah. Who is this power girl you speak of? All right. So um, DC is famous for having numbered Earths. And what I mean by that was the comics that were 
published in the 30s, the 40s, the early 50s, or most of the 50s, with Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, they established as being on a separate Earth of Earth 2. And this older Superman also had a Supergirl that came, but instead of putting her in a orphanage, he and his wife, Lois Lane Kent, um, basically became surrogate parents for Kara, who was her own person, didn't want to be Supergirl. She was going to you know, be on her own, and she was very different from uh, the Supergirl character other than they looked mostly alike. She was a little older, I would say, than uh, the way they generally depicted Supergirl as looking and was very headstrong, um, you know, totally a person of her own, a woman of her own, you know, and I think would, in my opinion, beat Supergirl any day. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I've go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just I was just gonna add real quick. Uh, it would it would be great to see Power Girl, but I don't know if I want to uh, bring on the tyranny of the multiverse to the television. Yeah, <laughs> to well, the they they they've been doing that in Flash, so it's already there. So, oh yeah, they did do that. I yeah. remember seeing a promo for it. Yeah. Yep, we've already met. We've already been to a well, not traditional Earth Two, but a different version of Earth Two. So we've already been there. So. But I think that is pretty much wrapping it, unless you've got something else to add. I know I've enjoyed the discussion and, and can't wait for next next time. Well, I have as well. And any of the any of our listeners that wants to send us a tweet, you can tweet us at Discussing Who on Twitter. You can also follow the blog on Tumblr at uh, DiscussingWho.tumblr.com. And we'd love to hear from you. So until next time, we will be discussing who at a later date. So thank you for listening and um, appreciate it. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.